gentlemen, I've, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world? Let's go. Can I just can we, can we just get that text off the top about uh, the media also needing to learn how to deal with people not over sensationalising events one day, then putting people oh, putting people on a pedestal and then cutting them down the next day. That's not the way to build relationships. That's sort of part of my point though. That building relationships is it's very one way. Yeah. Media are trying to get this access, trying to tell the stories, trying to get these people on, and often, Steph, more often than not, from our, our point of view, it's a positive thing. We're trying to get them on to talk about their career or their positivity or whatever, and it gets shot down, and that's what really gets to us. So it's very hard for us to do, mm. to build that relationship when it's one way. And I do get it from the sporting organisation as well. Like, I'll give I'll give you an example, which turned out okay. There was the young women's Phoenix goalkeeper who mm. saved the penalty yep. first moment of the game. Yep. And as soon as it happened, I don't think you were on, and I asked whoever was producing, we want her on the show tomorrow. Thing was Joey, so he went to the Phoenix and they said it's her day off. So we got her on Tuesday, which was fine, but the horse had bolted. Yep, missed, I get that. Missed, missed the moment. So I respect it's their day off, but it was 10 minutes, and I reckon if they'd asked her, she would have said yes. Yep, I agree. And and there are some media people out there for sure, staff that get it wrong, but you know, let's be honest, no organisation, no player is going to like a negative story, whether it's justified, unjustified, whether it's strong or just, you know, a little bit pressing or testing. No one's going to like the negative stuff because no. it, it's uncomfortable. So, but like I said, it's part of being a professional athlete. You get your million dollars and, you know, we all sail off into the sunset. Some of us in dinghies, some of us in big million-dollar yachts. Um, what's making news around the world? Let's, Let's find, out. find out, shall we? Now, you weren't here when I told uh, the big show, Stephen, the big cheddar, um, Stephen McIver, um, about the Guinness World Record attempt by a Frenchman who had built a model of the Eiffel Tower that was 700,000 matchsticks in the making. Oh. It took him uh, eight years, 4,200 uh, 4, hours. Uh, it was 7.19 metres high, and it failed the Guinness Book of World Records attempt because he used, like... Um, manufactured corporate matchsticks for, for making models as opposed to just in the packet from the supermarket matchsticks and he didn't know that he was building this thing for eight years thinking I'm building the tallest thing. I'm going to get a world record I'm building the tallest Eiffel Tower made out of matchsticks then he gets the Guinness World Records day nah mate you didn't get it well the Guinness World Records have come out and said maybe we're a little bit harsh Maybe we were being a little bit harsh. Come on, retrospectively, they matchsticks anyway. They the, all the, the only thing is they don't have the two. Oh, they don't have the ends on them. We're gonna give we're gonna give them the, the the world record, and the matchstick model community is in celebration. Mark that uh, Richard Blood has got himself his Guinness World Record finally, and uh, they might still um, show that at the uh, at the Paris. Is it Paris this year? Is it Paris Olympics? Mm. Uh, the man who deliberately cut off both of his legs under a train for an insurance payout staff, surprisingly, has been given a prison sentence. Um, the man who, um, back in, I think it was 2014, and this is in Hungary, so probably no surprise there, uh, thought he would accidentally chop off the tip of his uh, tip of, uh, the, his legs by jumping in front of a moving train. I was hoping to get a $3 million payout for his life-changing injuries, but after countless investigations, they interviewed the, the train driver and people that were on the platform. Now, his, um, his excuse was that he tripped on... I think it was he tripped on some salt. 
Uh, yeah, he tripped on some salt that was laying on the ground at the train station. He, he slid on some salt and then fell onto the train track. And then the train driver actually came back and said, actually, he jumped. I saw him jump and he got his leg chopped off. So he's going to spend two years in prison and he's also going to have to pay back all the legal costs, which is about two million bucks. Oh. So that backfired big time for, for him. And the other story, which is uh, semi-related to that as well, and I bring it up, Steph, because I know we've all been guilty of it, the self-serve checkouts. Potatoes, put them through as carrots, you know. The uh, the fresh mozzarella maybe goes through as the two-litre yeah, two bowl of milk. Uh, well, the grocery store manager took that to the next level, stealing what has been estimated to be around $750,000 uh, of product from the store uh, in the newly installed self-checkout kiosks between July 2022 and November 2023, uh, which is a heck of a lot of produce. Uh, he's been getting away with the alleged crimes up until October last year when the store bought an audit system for the machines. It went on to show a $900,000 loss discrepancy between cash sales and deposits, while $750,000 of the exorbitant loss. Now, here's the thing. The person's name was Trevor Beaver. <laughs> and all throughout the story, it, it you know how they start with the last name? Beaver is accused of stealing a whopping $750,000. Beaver, who reportedly made sure he was the only manager in charge of depositing daily cash in the machines, went on to be confronted by management, loss prevention and the Michigan State Police, police and is said to have admitted to embezzling the money. He has since been charged with one count of embezzlement over 100000 on one count of using a computer to commit a crime. Uh, he faces a maximum imprisonment of 20 years or more to life. Wow. That is... This is the thing, like I told you that story when I was at Tihoi, right, and um, we all got called out onto the field because someone had stolen uh, food from the outdoor food room. And we all did that, Steph, full disclosure, hopefully Kimberly Hewitt isn't listening, but we all stole a little something-something mm. from the outdoor food room. This person stole 70 peanut slabs, and it's like, if you're going to do it, make it subtle. You yeah. know, don't steal half the supply of the peanut <laughs> slabs. It's like this, if you're going to put something through the self-serve checkout, Steph, let's keep it cheap, let's keep it, keep it simple, couple of tomatoes, few potatoes, let's not make it a $750,000, okay? Okay. And that's not me telling you to commit illegal activity, it's just telling me, telling you how to get away with it. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Do you want a fact to finish? Yep. Um, won't surprise you, we talked about this on our drive up to Waipu yesterday, actually. A car going five miles per hour slower in the surrounding traffic has a greater chance of causing an accident than the one going five miles per hour faster 100%. than the speed limit. 100%. Just bear that in mind, people. Going slower sometimes is a bit more dangerous than going faster. Man, I'm so... Once again, not encouraging speeding, Steph. Just putting it out there. I'm so peed off. We've run out of time. <clears throat> I've just Googled the easiest world records to break to get us into Guinness. Well, let's take a break and come back with it. Okay. <laughs> 